Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I'm Letitia Ringe, your coach, and today we are talking about 10 practical tips for breakups. This episode is designed as a very practical breakup guide for those of you who have either recently experienced a breakup or perhaps it's been a while since you experienced a breakup. However, you still don't feel like you've accepted the breakup and or that you've moved on and forward. These 10 steps are going to give you some guidance on what you can do today to help you process and move forward. I also want to just mention that sometimes when you go through a breakup, there are two different responses. The first is you might just be in complete pain. (laughs) Heartbreak is one of the most excruciating pains a person will ever experience. And in some ways, what I've been told and read from many people is that the grief from a breakup can be more painful than the grief of someone actually passing away because the person is still living and yet they're not in your life. It it is almost like they've passed away, though they're still there. So just rest assured if that's you going through this pain right now, that it it is a very common shared experience and you will get through it. On the flip side, you might be someone who has already processed the pain, perhaps during the uncoupling phase, or perhaps during the deciding whether to leave the relationship phase. And now you're processing the breakup and you're feeling exhilarated. At the same time, what's likely to happen for you is there will be a moment where you start to experience a lot of very uncomfortable feelings because while you're happy and liberated that you've broken up and you're now able to go out and about and do the things that you really couldn't explore with yourself when you were in the relationship, you'll also be going through an identity crisis crisis, which can of course be liberating as well, but it can also bring up a lot of uncomfortable feelings. And so it can also bring up some pain because of that process. So wherever you are within that journey and that reaction, these 10 practical tips will support all of you because the process of dealing with grief and with healing after a breakup isn't linear. You'll go through ups and downs. You'll go through days where it feels like you just can't get through. You'll go through days where you feel like, okay, I can do this. And you may even go through days where you feel excited about the future and the possibilities available to you. You'll likely go through all of these over and over and over again. And that's exactly how it's meant to be. Breakups are wonderful opportunities for makeovers. They're opportunities for realignment. They are pivots in the right direction from the universe. So while it can feel very hard to see that right now, my first recommendation, and this isn't even one of the 10 practical tips, is just to remember that your future self will have the hindsight 
and will be very proud of you for going through what you're going through right now because it is taking you somewhere and everything in life happens for you. It truly does. And if you can remind yourself of that as you go through this uncomfortable time of transition, it might just be the thing that helps you to keep taking that next step forward and that next step forward. Okay, also, I want you all to know that there are other episodes I've recorded on the topic of breakups that will be very supportive for you. I'm going to link them all in the show notes, just a couple that you might want to look out for if you're scrolling through the podcast right now. There's an episode on uh, conscious heartbreak. There's an episode on consciously single, on conscious dating. There's an episode on conscious uncoupling and also deciding whether to leave a relationship. So whether it's you going through the breakup or whether you've got a friend or a family member going through one right now, please share this episode today as well as Uh, the links to all of those other episodes that I've just told you I'll put in the show notes because this will be a really, really supportive way to support your friend or family member right now too. Okay, without further ado, let's go through all 10. And just as a little teaser, number 10, the last one I'm going to share with you today is my absolute favorite. But I've placed it very intentionally at number 10 because I feel like you can't really get yourself there unless you're working through the previous nine tips that I'm going to give you. So the first tip I have for breakups is to number one, get a coach seriously. Going through a breakup when you're healing your broken heart and redefining your sense of yourself is the perfect time to work with a coach seriously. A coach will give you a space to process, a space to heal, a space to reflect, a space to help you move forward and take those micro steps that will move you forward ultimately that probably feel really hard to take right now. And they'll help you redefine your sense of yourself. There are coaches available who charge at all different prices. So you can find someone that you, one, feel comfortable with. Number two, you can decide someone that matches the amount that you want to invest in your coaching. And I recommend that you have a first call with that coach just to make sure you really have that good vibe together. And of course, for those of you who would really love the opportunity to be supported one-to-one by me, that is exactly what I do in my Conscious Relationship Coaching Program. It is truly one of the most generous and loving gifts you can give to yourself to support yourself with a support team throughout a breakup. And my clients who choose to do this at this particular point of the relationship cycle are so overjoyed with how they're able to turn the breakup into something that could have perhaps blown up their life into something that really positioned them for the life that they truly wanted to create, which they weren't even aware of when we first started working together. That's the power of coaching. So if you want to know more about working with me, of course, it's perfect for you if you're going through a breakup. I also work with people who are deciding whether to leave a relationship, who are uncoupling, who are 
opening up a new relationship. And what I mean by opening is starting a new relationship or elevating a current relationship you're in right now or dating. So wherever you are in the whole relationship cycle, I support my clients through all of these stages and phases through my conscious relationship coaching program. And I work one-to-one with my clients. And the way to find out more about that program is by heading to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. Once you're on that page, you'll see a button to apply. All you need to do is click that and then go ahead and fill in the application as best as you can so that I can then come back to you and let you know whether I think you'd be a great fit. And if you are, I'll also invite you to a first call with me where I'll actually coach you on that call so that you can get more clarity about what you're wanting and also so you can have an experience of what it's actually like to work with me. I find that really works best so that you can make an informed decision about whether you want to work with me as your coach and also whether you want to prioritize coaching. And it also is great for me as your coach because I can give you a very confident yes or no as to whether I'm the person to support you. And you can head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching to find out all of the details. So with this first step, you're really building up a support team. And the reason it's the number one thing I recommend is because throughout your breakup, you are going to wish that your friends and family can show up for you in deeper and better ways than they actually can. And that's for very good reasons, because they have all of their own things going on, right? Your life is completely changing and your friends and family, they have their own lives and their own focuses. So they're not going to be able to show up for you at the level that you really, really want someone to. And also with the impartiality that you will get through having a third impartial person to the breakup and your relationship on your team. Number two is to make sure you communicate and ask your friends and family to support you in very specific ways. I was actually at a women's circle recently and one of the women in the women's circle mentioned a question that her and her friends use when they're going through something challenging. They ask each other, how can I support you through this? I loved this question so much because, well, for one, we often don't ask that of our friends and family when they're going through something difficult. Instead, we tend to perhaps be there initially and hear what's happened and give them hugs and tell them how sad we are and all of that. And then we tend to disappear because we don't know how to support them. So while it would be amazing if your friends and family all asked you that question, And now you have it so you can go away and use that for your friends and family when they're going through a challenging time. What we need to do as the person going through the challenging time is really lead our friends and family with telling them how they can support us. And of course, we have boundaries around that. And that's why when you have a coach working with you, you know that you've got that space where you can do the deep work, where you'll have the 
their complete attention and presence and who are also people who are experts within their field, particularly within relationships. And then you can think about your friends and family and specifically what you'd like from them. Maybe you want a couple of your friends to alternate checking in with you each day. Maybe when you see your mom or your dad, you just want to have a hug. You know, some people want to constantly ask you how you're feeling and talk about it. And then that keeps bringing up the breakup. And maybe right now you're not actually thinking about it. And so when you're reminded, it makes you feel bad, right? And that's often why friends and family can kind of disappear because they don't really know what to do. So if you say, hey, like, I just I just want to hug when I see you. I just want to look into your eyes and, and be hugged and held. Or I just want you to remind me of how amazing I am, of how awesome I am to sort of psych me up and just tell me how lovable I am, how inspiring I am. All of these words of support for your friends and family to support you will make you feel so supported. So don't be afraid to have that conversation with your friends and family because they will feel so much more confident and eager to support you because they know how to support you. Number three, establish a routine. This is so incredibly important when you're going through a breakup. And even if your response to the breakup is initially feeling exhilarated, because I promise you, when you take time to process the breakup in a way that will actually support you to move forward and be released from the breakup in a very clean way, you will go through emotions that are uncomfortable. You will go through the stages of grief. You will go through pain and it will come up at times you don't expect. So it's important to establish a routine that allows for both space and for moving forward one day at a time. So here's what I recommend including in your routine. And this could be a routine that you create for each day, or it could be a routine that you create for the week or for a month, however you like to intentionally design your time. And in fact, I remember I did an episode a while ago for business called Intentional Time. That episode might be supportive for all of you as you're thinking about this in terms of your life as a whole and in terms of going through this breakup phase. So I recommend that you have space every day for feeling. I recommend you have time for processing and reflection, that you have time for exercise and healthy eating. Now, what I mean by healthy eating is just eating the foods that make your body feel good, right? Rather than some of us, when we go through breakups, go into numbing ourselves through food and choosing food that gives us a kick or gives us something else to focus on, which tends to be sugar and carbs, right? (laughs) In my breakup after the 10-year relationship I was in, I was emotionally eating for sure. And ultimately I ended up putting on a lot of weight and it's taken me the, the last year to lose all of that weight. And so what I highly recommend is that you don't put yourself in that situation as best as you can, though, the way your body uh, processes a change, it might mean that there is some weight gain. But what you can do is 
care for your body, love your body and just give it the food that makes it feel good and also that makes it feel more optimistic and positive, right? Because I don't know about you, but for instance, if I eat a lot of sugar and the same with carbs, that which is basically sugar, that actually enhances my anxiety. So if I'm going through a breakup, I'm feeling very, very anxious because that's my stress response. And so eating sugar and carbs and a lot of them is only actually going to enhance the anxiety. So instead, I want to eat those foods that make me feel really grounded and nourished and just make me thrive. And I really recommend that you do this very intentionally through a breakup. Because otherwise, at the end of the breakup, and you're not feeling good because you're also not feeling good physically, right? And that so it's just piling on top of pain, then physically not feeling great either. I also recommend you incorporate time for work and serving others, contributing to others. I also recommend you uh, integrate time for socializing. It might be the thing that you really don't want to do. And if that's the case, I recommend that you definitely push yourself to socialize. Just choose people who make you feel comfortable and just one person at a time. Definitely, even if you feel like you really don't want to, I would really push yourself to socialize with someone because almost always you end up feeling better afterwards. And then for those of you who tend to avoid the pain and over socialize, I recommend that you cap it. Just decide how much time do I want to spend socializing? I also recommend you have time for self-care. So it's really important to look after your body It's really important to treat yourself with a lot of self-respect and care and love. And so just ask yourself, what are those, some of those self-care activities? For instance, for me, I love massages. I love facials, the sauna, all these sorts of things are self-care for me or baths. And so I would be implementing those into my routine. So You want to make sure you're just moving forward one day at a time, but you have this routine that gives you a really balanced life that's taking care of you and holding you so that you don't have to make decisions on a day-to-day basis. Because if you do that, when you're going through a time which is kind of like an emotional roller coaster, you're going to instead do the things based on the emotion that you're in. And, uh, And that's likely to lead you to feeling more and sort of adding more momentum to whatever you're feeling rather than allowing yourself to feel how you're feeling, but then also doing the things that make you feel good, right? So routine is the name of the game during a breakup. And it's the last thing that you want to do, but it will make all of the difference. It also keeps you busy and moving forward while still building in time to actually feel and process. Number four, You want to support your body. This is really, really important because the body is processing your breakup and it's doing that through your nervous system response. So the way that you respond to stress might change throughout the course of your breakup, but generally you will either be in a fight or flight response, which usually has anxiety attached to it, or you will be in a freeze response, which can tend to have depression attached to it. 
as I go through a breakup, I usually move between these two states. I'm in anxiety or I'm in depression. And being able to recognize which state you're in gives you very useful information about how to support your body and your nervous system in a way that will make it feel safe. Because what happens in a breakup is that we have this stress response, but then we don't complete the stress response. So we can help our body do that through bringing it to a place of safety. And one of the ways I've learned to bring my nervous system to a place of safety is to respond based on the stress response I'm in. So if you're in anxiety and you're in that fight or flight stress response, which you'll know you're in because you are inclined to control and to do more and you're in a very active state. So because you're in this active state, you want to run away. You want to have a big list in front of you of all the ways you can deal with your breakup and start working through it. And everything is very, very active. What your body and nervous system actually needs to feel safe is to downregulate. So it needs you to do the opposite of what you would be doing when you're in that state of anxiety. And the opposite is you're doing things that ground you, that relax you, that bring you into that parasympathetic state. So instead of going out and taking more action, you want to do the opposite and relax the system. So slow yourself down, have a nap, eat something, ground, take a bath, have a massage, do some restorative yoga. Now, it depends on how intense your anxiety is, what you will be willing to do, because of course, when you're feeling really anxious and you're forced to just sit still and not do anything, that can be really, really hard. So you can choose whatever will help you to downregulate, i.e. relax, (laughs) that feels appropriate in that moment. But it's super interesting because it's always the opposite of what your stress response is telling you to do more of. The opposite is actually going to give you what that stress response is wanting, which is to feel safe. Now, if your stress response is freeze and you're in perhaps more of that withdrawal state or maybe you're feeling depression, what you want to do is actually activate your system. So you want to go out and do something active. And this will depend based on where you're at in terms of your response. Maybe going out for a walk is all you could do. Perhaps actually what you need is to go out for a run or to go out for a dance or to shake your entire body. Doing things that activate the system here will really help you to feel more safe. And the reason for that is just think about it. Your system believes that you are in danger. So it's activated this stress response, which is to freeze and withdraw. So if you continue to freeze and withdraw, you're not showing your body that you're actually safe. So it's staying in this stress response. Instead, we show our body that we're actually safe by going out and doing the opposite. So by going out and moving and getting active or just doing something, maybe you go and serve someone else is a way that will actually allow your body to complete the stress cycle and to feel safe. So I love this and knowing this for myself, whenever I'm in anxiety or depression or whenever I'm in a stress response of fight and flight or freeze, I know that what I need to do is help myself with tools that are actually 
the opposite of what I'm inclined to do in those moments. And that is what brings you to that feeling of safety and it really supports the body. Now, in addition, number five, you also want to support your mind. And the way we support our mind is very different to the way we support our body. And both of them are super important. I recommend that you really give your mind a place to just dump everything it's thinking, all of the really crappy thoughts and beliefs that are making you feel even worse than you're already feeling. And then you actively reframe and find a middle ground, just like we're doing with the body and the nervous system, but in a mental way. So you want to dump it all down, get everything out of your head, maybe just open up a document on your computer, let everything come out, how you're feeling, all the things you're thinking, and then have a look at some of what you've just put down and notice, are these all really true? Like, If I was challenged on each of these points, (laughs) is there something else that could be more true than what I've just written? For instance, you might be thinking my life is over. Is that really true that my life is over? How might this not be true? And then find some answers. This is helping you to reframe. And even if it's just a little bit better than the story you're already telling yourself. That will be a huge improvement. Our mind as we're going through pain tends to over-exaggerate. So for instance, when we think my life is over, well, it's not really over, is it? And in fact, I really love this idea that a man named Jeff, he has an account on Instagram called Therapy Jeff, which I absolutely love. He's a therapist all about relationships. And he talks about breakups being a classic experience. So he spoke about this idea in response to when you're going through a breakup and it feels like your world is falling apart and you're in so much pain. If you can just remind yourself, oh, this is actually a totally classic experience that I'm having right now, that can help you feel less alone and also helps you put into perspective what you're going through right now. People have breakups all of the time. And yes, they all feel really, really terrible, but we have them all the time and we get through them. And that can help you bring more perspective that takes you to that middle ground instead of the melodrama that the mind wants to play out when it's experiencing emotional pain. Okay, number six, allow both of you, you and your ex, complete space to process and heal. It's really, really important when you've agreed to a breakup that you don't be in contact with each other. I know that there are so many reasons why you think that you should and that it feels really, really urgent right now. But as best as you can, based on your circumstances as a couple, you want to allow each of you as much space as possible to process and heal. The reason for this is even if you were both going to process the breakup and then come to a conclusion that you really want to get back together. It is much better to come to that conclusion after you've had a period of complete space and time apart, because that's where you're going to get the clarity, right? Right now, if you try to have those conversations as you're 
processing the breakup and going through the pain of it, you will be responding from your pain and trying not to feel your pain rather than coming from a place of true clarity. This can be dangerous because it can mean that you decide to get back together before it's really the time when you can both make that decision from a place of clarity. And then ultimately when that happens, you end up going through the same process again, probably breaking up, and then you have to experience this pain all over again. Alternatively, you might be someone who is trying to keep up a relationship with your ex while you're processing and healing. This is not a good idea because it keeps both of you in the habit of being in a relationship together. This simply delays you moving on from the relationship and being in a place where you'll be able to be in a relationship with someone else in the future. And this might actually sound like something you want if you really want to be with your ex because you're still attached. But I promise what you want to do is let go completely, knowing that if you're supposed to be together in the future, then you will. And it will come from a place of clarity that will result in you having a better relationship, like the way I spoke about it in the previous episode, all about repairing and recoupling with someone that you've broken up with. That's going to set you up for success. So what you're doing now to give yourself time to process and heal and have no contact as best as you can, subject to what your circumstances are like, you might have children together, which means that you've got to have some contact. You might work together, which means you've got to have some contact. You want to make sure if you are in that situation, you've just got boundaries to give yourself as much space as you can in order to be as close as possible to complete space to process and heal. Okay. Number seven is that you want to also allow space. I would say most days, it's really nice to keep a daily journal to self-reflect and journal. Put down your thoughts, your feelings, any intuitive guidance. You can ask yourself powerful questions. You can reflect on the good and the bad, what you've learned, any patterns that you've noticed. You can talk to your inner child. I also really recommend that as you do this, as best as possible, you come from a place of love for both yourself and your ex. And it's really interesting to do this because the way our mind tends to work is it really wants to make someone the bad person. I really recommend you don't do that. You don't have to not love someone to let them go. You can love them and appreciate what you had together, which I highly recommend for every person you choose to be in a relationship with because you did love them at some point and anyone you choose to be in relationship with should be honored. And so you do it from a place of honoring you, honoring the relationship, honoring your choices and honoring the other person. And there's not this need to blame anyone. You just get to love both of you through the relationship you had and through the breakup and you get to reflect on it through that beautiful positive light for both of you. Number eight, very importantly, you want to make sure you feel the grief daily, even if it's just 10 minutes. Having a regular grief practice each day, space for you to grieve 
will help you because otherwise the grief is just going to probably end up taking up more and more and more and more of your time. So don't ignore it. Give yourself space to really feel every single day. Tap into the grief. Let it come out of your body. It needs to be expressed. It needs to be felt. It needs to be released. So allow yourself every day to sit with the grief for even if it's just 10 minutes or maybe twice a day for 10 minutes or as you notice yourself going through the grief, give yourself space every single day. Number nine, socialize. It's really, really important to have human connection with people who make you feel good during a breakup, especially when you feel like hiding. You want to get out and talk to other people. Just choose people who make you feel good. And if you can't quite get to good, just choose people who make you feel safe. You will feel better after you spend time with these people than if you sat at home dissecting the relationship, feeling really bad, go out and process by having other people around you. You don't need to talk about the breakup. You can talk about anything you want, but just having someone around you is going to give your body and your nervous system also space to relax. And it's also going to give you the feel good energy that having humans around you gives you. Number 10, my favorite tip out of all 10 is to ask yourself this very powerful question. How will you use this for you? This is a really, really amazing question to ask yourself because it is giving you all of the power to turn this situation, your breakup, into something that has been designed for you to support you. So you want to look at how can I use this for me? How can I use this to evolve me? How can I use this to create something for me? Use the situation for you because I promise you it is the reason it's happening. Everything in life is happening for us, including this breakup. And when you ask yourself this question, you will choose to do things that actually support you rather than put you in further pain and grief and just delay you moving forward. So there you go, my beautiful friends. These are 10 practical tips for breakups. They will support you to move towards a place where you feel that you are accepting the breakup, where you feel that you're moving on and upwards. And I promise your future self will thank you so much for using them. Remember to share these with anyone who's going through a breakup around you and ask that question, how can I support you through this? All right, my beautiful friends, I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and I appreciate you so much. If you would like support one-to-one as you up-level your life, business, or relationships in a conscious, intentional, and love-focused way, then head to letitiaringe.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.